Christmas is not about the what you know. Christmas is about the who you know. I don't celebrate Christmas about the what of Christmas. I celebrate Christmas about the who of Christmas. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford, Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller, and glad that you've joined us today. And as you can tell, we are getting closer and closer to Christmas, and the Christmas broadcasts are beginning. And what a great way to kick off the season, being reminded that Christmas is all about the person of Jesus. I know it can be so easy during this time of year to get so caught up in the presents that you have to buy And will the toys that your kids want be on sale and Christmas parties and family get-togethers and the food and just all that goes along with Christmas for most of us? We can get so busy with that that we lose sight that it's actually a person that we are celebrating or at least to be celebrating. And so that's what uh, our focus is going to be all about today, celebrating the birth of Jesus. If you can, join us in Isaiah chapter 9 as we begin a message entitled, Name Dropping. Here is Pastor Ford. It's not what you know, it's, oh, you heard it too? Yeah, that that old adage is true. And the longer I live, uh, the more truth I find encouched in that statement. It's not what you know, it's who you know that counts. I'll never forget, uh, I used to work for Duquesne Light, Commonwealth Edison here. I'll never forget, I started working. I was sharing my testimony. I was trying to give glory to God. I said, you know, uh, I I got a a, a bad discharge and uh, this this job uh, out of about 1,500 people, uh, they only had five positions and I got one of them. And I said, you know, I know Jesus. I just dropped his name. I said, the Lord opened the door for me. And I'll never forget, uh, we had a guy named Irish Jim. He was funny. He was, I mean, he, he just kept things going all the time. He said, did I ever tell you guys about how I got my job here? And of course we said, no. He said, let me tell you how I got my job. He said, I've been trying to work for Duquesne Light for about two and a half years. I've come in to fill out application after application. This is before online stuff. For those of you who are challenged in that area, you never went and actually had an interview with someone person to person. It's a good thing too, because they wouldn't have hired you because your pants are too low. Anyway, he said, he said, he said, for two and a half years, I'm coming in here filling out. Nobody ever called me. He said, I went in and said, I'm going to try this again. This is a good job. I got to get here. So I went in and I sat down and the woman who was about to interview me, somebody interrupted her and said, Mr. McMahon said he wants to see you and the staff immediately. And uh, she said, you know what, sir, Uh, you can either come back or I'm going to have to uh, uh, leave right now. And he saw all the people leaving and going to one office. He said he left. He came back the next day. She said, may I help you? He said, well, I was sent to you by Mr. McMahon. (laughs) He said, I start, I got the job that day. I start working the next week. I said, I said, man, isn't that something? He dropped a name. And he, because it's not what you know, it's, who you know that counts. And, and everybody likes to name drop every now and then, uh, especially when you realize that dropping a name can sometimes open up a closed door. Yeah, we, we do it all the time. In, in business, they just call it networking. 
Yeah, uh, but, but it's not uh, what you know, it's who you know. And some of us like those names. Uh, uh, unlike uh, Pastor Brown, I think I told you about him. Pastor Brown, uh, he was new to town. He came in and he started uh, working at the church. And it was in the day when you would go to the neighborhood and let them know that you were the new preacher in town. And so Pastor Brown, when he said, uh, my name is Pastor Brown, he, and they opened the door and they said, Nat King Cole, because he looked like Nat King Cole, Nat King Cole. And he said, no, 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 my name is Pastor Brown, Pastor Brown, I'm the new pastor now. So he kept doing this, and every time somebody would open the door, they'd say, Nat King Cole, because he looked like Nat King Cole. And he said, no, 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 no. So he finally went to this door and knocked on the door, and, and this woman came to the door. She had swag like Rihanna. She had a face like Megan Good. She had eyes like Alicia Keys. She had a smile like Michelle Obama, a voice like Mariah Carey, personality like Taraji Henson, and she was moving like Sierra. She said, Nat King Cole. He said, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yeah, help me somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody like to have a name dropped on them, you know? And, and you know, I, I must be honest, you know, preachers, we preachers, we pastors, uh, we sometimes talk evangelistically. Now I know what you're saying. You mean evangelistically? No, no, evangelistically. Sometimes we stretch things just a little bit, you know, evangelistically. Yeah, so you talk to a brother and you say, because we got, you know, we got to do the one up on each other, you know. So how many, how many members you got in your church? 800. Now, you know, we'd be laughing because his sanctuary only sits 350 and he only has one service. So how, how you got 800 members, you know? You know, these mega churches, they talk about we got 25,000. I know your sanctuary sits 10,000. I know you got a lot of people, but you only got one service. So you got 15,000 that are missing. Amen. And so one day, uh, I'm talking to one of my friends, and he, he wanted a name drop. He says, uh, guess who joined my church last Sunday? I said, who joined your church, man? Some cousins of Jennifer Hudson. I said, really? He said, yeah. I said, you think she's ever going to come? He said, I don't know, but her cousins are here. <laughs> he said, you got anybody in your church? like that? I said, well, as a matter of fact, I do. You, you see, uh, the sister of Michael Jordan been a member of my church for 11 years. Oh, 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 and don't forget, hey, you ever heard of Curtis Mayfield? He said, yeah. I said, his sister has been a member of my church over 20 years, and she loves me and tells me every Sunday, I love you. Yeah, oh, oh, but guess what, guess what? The, the niece of Mahalia Jackson also is a member of my church. And uh, they, they had a special painting, and they called in a painter to do a special painting for the family of Mahalia Jackson. And he only did 10 of them. There's only 10 in the world. And she donated hers to our church. It's in the hallway. I said, yeah, and the great-grandnephew of Frank Lloyd Wright is a member of my church. He said, who's that? So that's what some of y'all said. <laughs> Frank Lloyd Wright is one of the greatest architectural designers of all time. Everybody wants to learn from his drawings, and he's African-American, by the way. Yes, yes. So I kept dropping them and dropping them and dropping them. And I said, yeah. I said, 
Howard Thurman's niece was a member of my church for 22 years till she moved. He said, well, how come you, you never mentioned this before? I said, I didn't need to. <laughs> you get that on the way home. <laughs> and we all like the name drop. Our young people like the name drop. I wish there were some young people in here if I said, I got some truths. How many know what I'm talking about? Okay, that's a pair of blue jeans that started about $175 a pair. I tell Brother Green, I could go to K&G, get a suit, a shirt, a tie, a pocket square for $175, actually cheaper than that, and walk out with some change in my pocket. Yeah, buy one, get one free. That's what's going on right now. <laughs> Yeah, because you get two suits. <laughs> yeah, and, and so, you know, they, they like to drop names too. They, they drop them too. Uh, true, it's true religion. It's called true religion. Uh, uh, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, Hermes, they, red bottoms. Anybody know what those are? Yeah, red bottoms. Yeah, okay. Anyway, anyway, anyway. And so everybody does it because it's not what you know that count, it's who you know that counts. Now that applies to Christmas too. That's what this is all about. I said that applies to Christmas too. Because Christmas is not about the what you know, the Christmas is about the who you know. I don't celebrate Christmas about the what of Christmas. I celebrate Christmas about the who of Christmas. Everybody want to get into it, I, you know, because I don't celebrate when Christ was born. I just celebrate that Christ was born. I don't care when Christ was born. I know Jesus, who Christmas is all about, and that's all I care about. And listen, listen, and listen, listen. Anyone who thinks that Christmas only comes once a year doesn't use a credit card. So it's not what you know, it's who you know that counts. Isaiah agrees with me because he does some name dropping of his own. Let me read verse six again. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He's dropping names all over the place. And he prophesied about Jesus 700 years before he was ever born. I know that don't excite you, but what that means is this, that God has called the end from the beginning and he said this is how it's going to go, that the whole world is on a script and that it will happen the way the word of God says it will happen. You can change the King James Version to the Queen James Version, but that ain't going to change the content of the eternal word of God. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about. They come out with the Queen James Bible. It's a Bible for homosexuals. So they took out all the references to homosexuality out of the Bible and uh, called it the Queen James, said that King James was on the down low. My Bible says the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of my God endures forever. You ain't going to change his eternal immutable word to fit your lifestyle. I don't care whose lifestyle it is. From the pulpit to the pew, sin is still sin. Homosexuality is still sin. And I'm going to preach it until they come and chain me up and take me to jail. Then y'all better come and get me out so I can come back and preach it again. That's right. 
That's right. It's all, yeah, that's right. Adultery is sin. Fornication is sin. Murder is sin. Lying is sin. Sin is sin. Don't change my Bible to fit your sin. I don't change it for my own sin. You're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called Name Dropping. And we're going to pause right here, but we'll get back to this teaching in just one moment. I want to let you know that if you just want to find out more about Pastor Ford or this program, there's a great place on the website to make sure you check out. Come to treasuredtruthradio.org. Look for the Stay Connected bar there on the homepage. You're going to find links to our Facebook page, our Twitter feed, and a link that will allow you to download the Moody Radio app and much more. One other uh, thing I want to mention just briefly, though, Pastor Ford has written a number of books, many of them about marriage and relationships, and you can find out more about those when you come to the website and look for the link on the left side of the homepage that says Books by Pastor Ford. You'll see the different titles available as a paperback or in an ebook format. Again, come to treasuredtruthradio.org and look for Books by Pastor Ford. Let's get back to the message. Here is Pastor Ford. Now, let me just give you a little context for the content, because I want you to see something about this. Uh, now, my run, I got a long runway, uh, but, the, but the trip's going to be a short one. Uh, because I want you to see what kind of uh, word this is. Well, why are you dropping this name? Because it's a prophecy. I need to let you know that God is a God who's not taken by surprise. That whenever you got issues, he's not in heaven, wringing his hands, popping Prozacs, saying, Gabriel, oh, Michael, what shall we do? I don't know. That while you're trying to figure it out, God done already worked it out. He's got the answer before you even know you got the problem. And so we need this word. It's a prophecy where God, why do we need this word? Because somebody came in here today, and even though you're getting ready to celebrate Christmas, uh, you don't have what you need. House in foreclosure, children acting crazy, on and on it goes. And you need to have a word from God that tells you, I don't care what your issue is. I don't care what your problem is. Jesus Christ is the answer. He is God in the flesh, and he's got the answer for you. And if you understand that, you'll embrace him in all of his fullness and all that he has done. Notice what kind of prophecy this is. First of all, I want you to notice it's a Christocentric prophecy. What kind of prophecy is it? Like Kenny Grant, talk back. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's all about Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, it's amazing uh, because I start there in telling us it's all about Jesus 700 years before he even is born as a man so that we'd understand he's got to be central. You ever notice how we want the back of the church, the front of the bus, the middle of the road, and the center of attention? This prophecy tells us, you know what has to happen here? Christ has to be first. That's why he said, seek ye the kingdom of God and his, and all these things shall be. Yeah, yeah. You remember, I think I told you about it, where they had this contest, an oratorical contest, uh, and uh, uh, an orator uh, quoted the 23rd Psalm, and people got up, and they clapped their hands, gave him a standing ovation. But then an old man got up. His voice was creaky and crackety. He split his infinitives. He ended his sentences with preposition. And when he got done, everybody was crying. They said, we don't understand it. Can you tell us what's going on? When the orator quoted the 23rd Psalm, we all gave him a standing ovation. But when the old man quoted it, we all cried. 
pastor said is very simple. You see, the man knew the 23rd Psalm. The old man knew the shepherd. Lord, ask somebody, do you know the shepherd? Do you know the shepherd? Yeah, it's a Christocentric prophecy, but then I want you to notice that it's a complete prophecy. Here's what he does. He prophesies about the first coming of Christ and the second coming of Christ in one prophetic utterance. Okay, listen to this. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. That's the first coming of Christ. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. That's the second coming of Jesus Christ. And so he, he, he tells us that Christ came and that he's coming again. He came the first time in Bethlehem. He's coming again, and when he comes, uh, he is going uh, uh, to bring us back with him. So he prophesies about the first and second coming in one prophetic utterance. Now, y'all don't mind the Bible, do you? Let me give you another one. Uh, notice, notice, it's a complete prophecy in this way. See, verse 6 is the coming of the incarnational one, uh, but verse 7 or verse 6b is the coming of the invincible one. Uh, so verse 6 has to do with his redeeming. Verse 7 has to do with his ruling. So in verse 6, mercy. In verse 7, majesty. In verse 6, peace. In verse 7, purify. In verse 6, a cross. Verse 7, a crown. In verse 6, a savior. In verse 7, a sovereign. In verse 6, he's coming uh, in as an infant. Uh, but in verse 7, the infinite one. In verse 6, a manger. But in verse 7, Mount of Olives. In verse Six, obscurity. But in verse seven, every eye will see him. In verse six, Jesus is saying, you jeered me. In verse seven, he's saying, I'll judge you. In verse six, you hung me high on an old rugged cross. Verse seven, I'll lower you into a sinner's hell. Verse six, suffering. But in verse seven, sovereignty. And so here he's letting us know uh, that what's happening at Christmas uh, is affecting us for all of time and eternity. Notice it's a contrasting prophecy. What do you mean by that? If you look at the context, it's set in the middle of a prophecy regarding the destruction of Israel by Assyria. And uh, God tells them, Assyria is coming and you are going to be chastened for your disobedience. You do know that God does that. Amen. Amen. So if he, he can't love you in the heaven, he'll beat. Anyway. So God says, you're going to walk in the valley of the shadow of death. Verse 2, the people that have walked in darkness have seen a great light. He says, so you're going to walk in darkness, but you ought to be looking for a lily in the valley. Now, 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 from what I understand, lilies don't grow in valley. So what God is telling them is, look for in the midst of what you're going through in your natural mess, a supernatural blessing. That's what he's saying. That Jesus Christ is God's lily in the valley. He's saying Christmas is the interaction and the intervention of God as he sends Jesus Christ, who is his lily in the valley. That when all the world is going to hell in a handbasket, Jesus Christ is coming to bring fragrance and beauty into our lives so that therefore if any man be in Christ he's a new creature old things have passed away behold all things are become new but then I want you to notice with me uh, that what it says is then that verse 2 says we ought to be looking for the lily in the valley that Christmas says God cares God comes and God will correct what's wrong then I want you to notice it's a consecutive prophecy. It's in order. 
First he starts with Christmas, unto us a child is born. Then he goes to crucifixion, unto us a son is given. Then he goes to the kingdom, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. God is a God of order. When are we going to learn that? That God is a God of order. That Christmas begins his prophetic timetable for end times. And, and what, what, well, you know what? I was reading John 6. I preached it a couple of times. I'm going to preach it again. And... Um, one of the things that, that I omitted, you know, we can't preach everything, but I, there was one thing I saw as I was reading it that I didn't even talk about. Here's what it says. It says, the first thing he did was make them sit down. And the Bible tells us that 5,000 sat down. You know what? It dawned on me, uh, Deacon Thomas, that he's letting us know that the only people who got fed were the ones who sat down. If you stood up, you didn't get fed because he ordered everybody, to, look at it, everybody missing it, everybody missing it. He ordered them to sit down. So if he orders you to sit down and you standing up, I, I was trying to keep it short, but you know, with all them blank looks, I thought I was going to have to say, I thought I was going to have to say, he told you that uh, you need to witness and declare that you belong to him. And some of us are secret agent disciples. We in the closet about Jesus. But he said, if you are ashamed of me in this perverse and adulterous generation before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my father who's in heaven. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford. It's a message from Isaiah 9 called Name Dropping, and we will continue to look at this teaching from Isaiah 9 next time. By the way, if you ever miss a broadcast, you can always come to our website and listen online. Come to treasuretruthradio.org. You can stream the program or you can download an MP3 for free. If you want to make sure that you don't miss a future broadcast, again, come to the website, treasuretruthradio.org, and there you can sign up to begin podcasting the program. You can also get the Moody Radio app. That's another way to listen, basically on demand, whenever it fits your schedule. Just come to treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, Pastor Ford's back in the studio with me for just a moment here, Pastor. And as we get closer and closer to the end of the year, this is a time when many of us think about giving. A lot of organizations and ministries and not-for-profits are saying, would you help us finish this year strong? And quite honestly, the same is true for us here at Treasured Truth. It sure is. And it's an investment in the only two things that last forever, the Word of God and the lives of men and women and boys and girls. And so when we give, uh, we are giving to that which is going to reap eternal benefits. Yeah. Yeah. Because Moody Radio is touching lives all over the world and you have a part in it when you give to Moody Radio. Well, if you would like to give and be a part in touching those lives, as Pastor said, literally all over the world and to help us continue to share this Bible teaching program, you can give online by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the donate button. You can give a one-time year-end gift or you could become a monthly giver. Again, just come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the donate button. Thanks for doing that. Thanks also for listening today. And thanks to our producer, Amy Rios. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.